Hi guys, welcome to the second episode of the SOS podcast. I'm your host Liv and today I'll be talking a little bit about those times when you hit rock bottom and how I managed to get myself out of it. Hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, so I'm back with a solo podcast this time. I had like a bit of a burst of inspiration to record so I thought I would just plug in my mic and uh, just chat to you guys one-on-one which feels totally weird not having someone here to chat with but I'm just going to pretend that I'm chatting to you guys. Um, So I've been listening to so many podcasts recently. One thing I've noticed that's kind of a pattern is that most of the people that have become successful or you know made a life that they love and they've kind of found themselves that sounds so cliche but found themselves and sort of love their life they've all hit rock bottom I myself have hit rock bottom a few times um and I think people are really scared to kind of hit that low you just feel like that's now your life and you have to just accept it and sort of sludge through mud for the rest of your life. You can totally transform how you see the world by practicing a few things. So I thought I would share the things that have helped pull myself out of that rock bottom state and make a better life for myself. So step number one is you need to acknowledge that you're feeling how you are like if you're in denial you're never going to get better so with me I was in a really bad way of my eating disorder and I had massive anxiety which came along with that and the problem with those two things together is they feed each other so if I wasn't you know in my eating disorder then I'd have anxiety and then if I did use my eating disorder then the anxiety went away but obviously I was using on other unhealthy behaviours And for me to get better, I had to look in the mirror and say, hey, you're not okay, you need some help, and you have to ask for that help, which can be really difficult. Um, And I was petrified of, you know, even facing up to it myself, let alone, you know, telling anybody. But to get out of that rock bottom state, you really have to speak about what you're going through. In my case, My boyfriend did know about it and my best friend knew about my eating disorder. But other than that, no one knew, not even my parents, no one. Which made it even scarier because I'd lived with it for so long. Um, And it was actually my boss at work, who is amazing. She's literally amazing. She actually sat down and said to me one day, I can tell you're not okay, you need to talk to me. So since then it's just been amazing how much I have progressed with my mental health um, and I have a lot to thank her for. It's very easy to sit and wallow in how you're feeling and I definitely, I'm a bit of a serial sulker, I'm not gonna lie, (laughs) like if I'm feeling a bit crap I, you know, sit there and think oh god this is so unfair but the problem is that's kind of, that language is victimizing yourself so you're basically handing the responsibility over and saying it's your fault I feel this way you know whether it's I don't know you're feeling awful because you're in a job you hate or something's gone wrong in a relationship or your best friend and you have you know 
not talking anymore, you always want to pass that on because it's human nature to blame. It actually can be scarier to take control and say, no, this isn't going to be my life. I'm going to change it. So it's super scary, but you can do it. I have faith in you. (laughs) Um, If I can do it, you definitely can. Okay, so the second point is you can't get any lower than rock bottom. You really can't. (laughs) Like once you're in it, you're like, oh my god, (laughs) I'm gonna be here forever. You can't see a way out of it because you're that far in it and you're, you know, what you can do is realise that there's hope. You don't have to stay in this place that you're, you know, this, this kind of, it feels like a black cloud sometimes, like a black cloud's over your head and you kind of just need to clear it or know that it will clear. And the way that I did that was I started to, as I was like talking about my eating disorder and going through therapy, I was getting rid of all the clutter in my head. So it kind of felt like I was filing stuff away. I was then able to welcome better coping mechanisms, things that made me happy. I almost had to relearn what I liked (laughs) because I was almost like switched off because my mental health was so bad. So when I came around, I was like, I don't actually know who I am without without my eating disorder. I don't know my identity. I don't, I didn't feel like, I'd never felt that way before. I'd, I felt like I'd been asleep for years. So what I did then was I just tried new things and I, you know, was painting. I was, it sounds all like very, you know, like cliche, oh, meditate or paint. But I was just trying to do mindful things that got me out of my head, but that were like creative or brought me some sort of happiness. I was going sea swimming because I live by the sea, which is really lovely. Um, I was, you know, doing all these little things. And then what I basically did was I went into a bookshop one day because I thought I'm going to just start reading self-help books. (laughs) I just wanted anyone to tell me how to get out of this place I was in. And I picked up this book called The Miracle Morning and it literally changed my whole way of thinking. And this was last summer and I sat and read it. And the next day, I literally read it in like two days. It was like really quick. I just was so engrossed in what this guy was talking about and the fact that, um, you know, setting your day up properly can completely change your mindset. So I then sort of created my own Miracle Morning I highly suggest reading the book if you haven't already. The idea behind it is that if you wake up with like half an hour until you go leave for work and you rush around and you stuff some breakfast in your mouth and you wake up anxious, you check your phone straight away, all those little things, there is no way you are accessing the best you for the rest of the day. There's just no way because you're already starting the day in an anxious fight or flight state because you're rushing about. Um, And my anxiety was super bad at this point. So I just was, I was up for trying anything that was going to, you know, reduce that. And this miracle morning, I can't tell you how much it's helped me guys. Honestly, I've still do it to this. I mean, I wouldn't say that I do it every day because the way I do it is I get up at half five, which sounds mad. People are always like, why would you do that? And honestly, I used to be that person. I used to be that person that was like, any extra hour I can have in bed, I'm taking it. Like, (laughs) I love my sleep. So, um, but I love the feeling I get from this more. 
because I literally, my anxiety halved within the first day because I gave my body time to actually come around after being in like, you're literally in a coma when you're asleep. <laughs> like you're fast asleep and then suddenly your alarm wakes you up and then you're rushing about. It just can't be good. So I wake up at half five. I stretch I drink a glass of water I go into the bathroom I brush my teeth to like wake me up I'll then do a bit of journaling like almost like a brain dump of all the things that I've got you know whirling about in my head um I'll then do a bit of yoga um I watch the yoga with Adrian videos on YouTube and they are amazing even if you've never tried yoga before just do her videos because they're amazing Um, I do a video or I, you know, I just do some sort of stretching or yoga or get my body moving. Um, obviously have breakfast, all those things, but I'm just doing it very mindfully. I try and stick to one task at a time and I just allow myself to be silent. Um, luckily I live in a flat where there's like a spare room so I go in there while my boyfriend's still fast asleep and I um just kind of have my little it's like me time I like you know I meditate sometimes although I'm gonna be real I I can't meditate my mind is way too active I kind of go into different it almost makes my mind more active I don't know if that's just me (laughs) um but I I sit there and I'm quiet which I think is just as good if you can practice being quiet. It's actually really hard to do that um, if you've got an active brain like me. Um, But honestly, this was the one thing that pulled me out of rock bottom because I was practicing, I was literally practicing this every single day, even weekends. Um, And now I found a routine that works for me. So at first I was getting up at half five, but you know, it's been dark and horrible outside recently. And the flat's been colder in the morning, so I try and make it as cosy as I can. I get up at six instead of half five because my body clock's all over the place. Um, And I, you know, make sure I've got, like, a warm jumper to, like, get up and put on straight away and just make it cosy. Because during the summer, it was so easy for me to wake up at half five. It was, like, literally the sun was rising. I I didn't have a problem, but... um, I can understand that when it's dark and gloomy, like it is now, that it can be difficult to want to wake up. And I know I sound completely mental waking up at half five, but I promise you it made such a difference to me. And I just highly suggest you try it, even if it's just for like, wake up half an hour earlier than what you normally do and do like five minutes journaling, five minutes bit of yoga, like sit and actually eat your breakfast without rushing about honestly it it is life-changing so my third and final tip which I've just touched on briefly is you need to take a good look at every area in your life whether that's work and your friends your family all of that and you need to consider whether the people around you the job you're working all those things whether they are serving you anymore whether they're making you happy anymore um you know all those things because if you are trying to be your best self and you're trying to you know reach your full potential and feel happy and reduce your anxiety if then you are going into something every day like a job or whether you're 
interacting with people that make you feel down, you're never going to reach that. And it sounds so brutal to be like, cut these people out. But you don't have to be like awful about it. You can just distance yourself and it's not selfish. Like your happiness at the end of the day is the biggest priority. It should be your biggest priority. Um, And it's not selfish to do that. And at the end of the day, you have to sort of have a good look at your life and think, is this the life I want to be living? Is this making me happy? Could I do better? Like you, you have complete control over everything. And sometimes it can feel so hopeless when you're in that place. So it's hard to look outside of it and be like, oh, I could get that job or... Um, you know, I could go traveling or skydiving or whatever it is you want to do because you're so in your head. When you give yourself a bit more time and you can sit with your thoughts and write down things you're grateful for and you sort of write down things that make you happy and start practicing all these different things that bring you joy, you will feel so much better. So, Next time you see someone in the street that looks like, you know, they've got their life together, just know that they probably have struggled at some point. Everybody has struggled at some point. So to summarise, number one, you need to acknowledge and understand why you're feeling how you are and accept responsibility for that. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, look, you've got this. We are going to pull ourselves out of this. (laughs) We're going to we're going to do our best to make good out of this. Number two, look up, you know, realise that there's hope and try new things and fill your brain with new things that make you happy. And three, cut out things that don't serve you anymore and be selfish and don't apologise for it. And I want to just end on this quote that I read earlier, which actually inspired me to sort of come on here today which is self-care isn't vanity it's sanity I couldn't think of a more perfect thing to end on to be honest um I really hope that this has helped and you know if you are in rock bottom right now you deserve to feel happy and you have everything within you to pull yourself out of that and I believe in you